Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Desi Books, news and views about Desi literature from the world over. I'm your host, Jenny Bart. Thank you for tuning in. Today, in the Five Desi Faves segment, we have Zilka Joseph, who has a new poetry collection out titled In Our Beautiful Bones. She's sharing her five favourite Desi works of poetry and hybrid essays by Nisim Ezekiel, uh, Ritika Vazirani, Aga Shahid Ali, Sejal Shah, and Sumida Chakraborty. The transcript of this segment is also up on the website. Zilka Joseph's work is influenced by her Indian and Bene Israel roots and Eastern and Western cultures. Her poems have appeared in Poetry, Poetry Daily, Kenyan Review Online, Michigan Quarterly Review, Asia Literary Review, uh, Respect, an anthology of Detroit music poetry, 101 Jewish Poems for the Third Millennium, Cheers to Muses, Contemporary Work by Asian American Women, and The Kali Project. Her poems and chapbooks have been nominated for Pushcart and Pen Awards and Best of the Net. Sharp Blue Search of Flame, her book of poems, was a Forward Indies Book Award finalist. Her third chapbook, Sparrows and Dust, was recently nominated for a Pushcart. In Our Beautiful Bones, her new book, has been nominated for a Pen America Award. She was born in Mumbai and lived in Kolkata for most of her life. She now lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan, teaches creative writing workshops, is an editor, manuscript coach, and a mentor to writers in the community. In Our Beautiful Bones traces various stages in the poet's journey as an immigrant, from India who makes a new life in the U.S. and her encounters with racism and otherness. In it, she explores her Bene Israel roots, the origins of her ancestors, her life in Kolkata, the influences of British rule and a missionary education, her growing knowledge of what racism and marginalization mean, how Indians and Indian culture is perceived and represented. While delving unflinchingly into the violence and global impact of colonialism, the weaponization of the English language, the evils of tyranny and white supremacy, and the struggles of oppressed people everywhere, she creates powerful collages from mythology, folklore, fairy tales, scriptures, world literatures, world cultures, music, food, and current events. Traditional and experimental forms, historical information, sensory riches, wit and wordplay, and an unwavering and clear voice make this book a compelling read. In Our Beautiful Bones 
is a multi-layered, sharply ironic, and sometimes pathos-filled critique of the world. And at the same time, it is visionary and a triumph of the human spirit. The transcript of this episode is also up on the website at theseybooks.co. And now, here's Zilka Joseph with her five Desi faves. Hi everyone. Thanks to Jenny Butt for inviting me to share my five favorite books with you. As a poet, I approach different ways to tell my story. And as I was thinking about what books made a great impression on me and my life and my writing, I thought I would share books that were significant on my journey. First, as someone who lived and taught in India, then as an immigrant who now lives in the US and who did become a poet, but in a very unconventional way. As a student in Kolkata, India, and with the start of the new ICSE and ISC exam system, we began to be exposed to Indian writing in English. And it was perhaps at this time I realized that we had our own identity, our own style and voice. And of course, no one proved that to me more than the poet who is considered the father of Indian poetry, then Nizim Isikal. I can still remember the impact the Night of the Scorpion had on me, and my interest in Indian poetry and poets grew from then on. The book I would like to recommend here is Isikal's Collected Poems, published by Oxford University Press in 1992 and republished in subsequent editions later. It has poems from several volumes, as well as poems written between 1964 and 88, which were published in journals and unpublished work too. This is a book that every Indian writer and writer of Indian origin should own. Isikal's break from romanticism, his critical insights into Indian life and its paradoxes, his detached portrayal of its ironies, his exploration of love and desire were quite revolutionary for those times and made him India's best-known English language poet. It gave me permission to believe that we Indians could claim our own power over the English language and aspire to be poets. For me, there was another dimension. I too am Ben Israel, like Ezekiel, what is called an Indian Jew from the West Coast, and I felt empowered to claim my own identity. In my book, In Our Beautiful Bones, I have several poems that deal with the complexities of being a poet who reads, writes, dreams in the conqueror's language. And though I have been informed by English literature and language, I chafe under that burden too. Not only that, when we immigrate to Western countries like the US, people comment on our English, our accent, and in academia, our colonial English is often called out or looked down on. English once again becomes a weapon of racism and otherness. Two poems in my book that particularly deal with these issues is English as she is spoke, and a double abecedarian, which is a form that uses um, all the alphabets in order, 
called A to Z of Foreign Anguish, which was inspired by a poem called The Discourse on the Logic of Language by M. Norsebe Philip. The next poet that made an impact on me was someone I began to read maybe a few years later after I immigrated to the U.S., I had just joined a poetry workshop and it was not easy for me to fit in and no one could really relate to my life or experience. I began exploring contemporary American literature. I heard about a young poet named Ritika Vazirani. I ordered her books of poetry and devoured them. At the time I was studying poetry seriously and was still familiarizing myself with the aesthetics and poetics of major poets and her expertise, her clever use of language stunned me. The book I read first was White Elephants, which was from the Bernard New Woman Poets series published by Beacon Press, Boston, 1996, and later World Hotel. Her compelling poems took me through voyages and languages and conflicts and the issues of identity, belonging, immigration, displacement and citizenship. All subjects I struggled with myself and had no one to guide me. Only later I found out that she was deceased, a tragic death by suicide, that she killed her infant son before she took her own life. Her death had stunned the literary world. Now, sadly, her work is being forgotten. Or perhaps people are afraid to bring up her name. I feel it is important for us to bring the spotlight back to her work. So I encourage you to look for her books. As I began to get published and had a chapbook of my own called Lands I Live In, which was nominated for a Penn Award, I decided it was time for me to look into enrolling for an MFA in poetry not just to pursue formally my love of knowledge, but so that I would have a master's degree from the US and that would allow me to teach. Around that time, I was introduced to the work of Aga Shahid Ali and I realized even more how much I needed to learn to reinvent myself and produce new work. Ali's work was not just a shock and challenging to me, but he embodied all the things that I felt and knew I was, an Indian who had absorbed worlds of Eastern and Western knowledge, spoke many languages, and could leap from Urdu songs to classical music to the blues. His ghazal, the form he created and perfected, was a revolution to me, revelation to me. I strove to write some myself. His mastery of many different forms and difficult forms like the Sestina and the Canzone are legendary, as are the stories his friends, colleagues and students tell about him. Once again, I missed an opportunity to meet and perhaps be taught by a genius, because by the time I knew about him, he had died. He died young, very tragically, of brain cancer not very long after his mother died of brain cancer too. One of my favorite poems is Lennox Hill, which is about his dying mother. I realized much later that my book Sharp Blue Search of Flame, in which I mourned the death of my mother, had probably been subconsciously influenced by Ali's heartbreaking poems of lament in his book Rooms Are Never Finished. Each of his books is a gem, so the book I recommend here is his, is The Veiled Suite, the collected poems of Aga Shahid Ali, 
W. W. Norton and Company, 2008. So you can cherish most of his writing. It includes an unpublished poem, The Veiled Suite, where he tells of meeting a veiled stranger in his dream who predicts the death of the poet. Haunting indeed. I was one of the oldest students in the MFA program at the University of Michigan and I struggled to stay afloat, not just because of the challenging coursework but also because there was not much diversity. It was intimidating as I had never studied in an American university and I had been so out of touch with academia for nearly two decades. I also dealt with post-polio syndrome, so I was fatigued and the physical effort I had to put in to keep up with the program was huge. But since then, I have published several books, taught many workshops, coached many a writer and helped them publish their books. In my exploration of Indian writers of the diaspora, I came across the work of Sejal Shah, an insightful and outstanding non-fiction writer. The book I highly recommend is This is One Way to Dance, published by University of Georgia Press, where she allows us into her world as a Gujarati woman and her life in America, her love of dance, which becomes the main metaphor for the book, the expectations of her own parents and community, as well as the ignorance and prejudice she faces in the world outside, the issues with identity, and how people like us, people of color, are pigeonholed by society and the publishing world. She is a master of craft. Her essays are inventive, provocative, and yet vulnerable. And they pushed me as a writer to be inspired by hybrid forms. And as she proves, there are many ways to dance, and so too, to experiment with form. In my books, I have used form such as the sonnet, villanelle, pantum, ghazal, and the abecedarian, and found that the labor that goes into writing these forms is very, very gratifying. A writer who has recently exploded into the world of poetry here in the U.S. is Sumita Chakrabarti, well known in academia and as the poetry editor of the prestigious U.S. journal Agni. She published her first book of poems, Arrow, which was published by Alice James Book, 2020. She is now the Helen Zell Visiting Professor at the University of Michigan, where I did my MFA. And I had a um, Zell Fellowship uh, for two years to study there. Complex and convoluted, mythic and yet concrete, it is a work of singular and devastating beauty. Always questioning and building layer upon layer of complexity, association and illusion, she is a poet's poet. The arguments in her poems are far from straightforward. They demand attention. Her images are concrete, red yet surreal. She weaves in the personal and the mythic in extraordinary and agonizing ways. I was mesmerized, intrigued, disturbed, all at the same time. 
Like poets Ali and Vazirani, she's a brilliant academic and she has already proved herself to be a stellar poet. I look forward to her forthcoming books. All these authors, these poets and their lives have influenced me deeply. They have made me look at my own writing, my own identity and figure out, figure out new ways to approach literature and uh, my own writing. I hope um, my little survey of books has been helpful. And thank you, Jenny, for giving me this opportunity to share a little bit about my life in India and the US, my journey in poetry and publishing, and giving me this wonderful opportunity to share some of my favorite books with everyone. I hope your listeners will check them out and perhaps write to me, letting me know what they think. I also hope people will check out my book, uh, my brand new book, In Our Beautiful Bones, and write to me about um, what they think about it. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to episode 56 of Desi Books. News and views about Desi literature from the world over. I'm your host, Jenny Bart. Thank you for tuning in. Today's five Desi faves segment was from Zilka Joseph, who has a new poetry collection out titled In Our Beautiful Bones. She shared her five favourite Desi works of poetry and hybrid essays. The transcript is also up on the website at desibooks.co. Episode 57 will be up shortly. Follow on Twitter at desibooks, Instagram at desi.books, Facebook at desibooksfb. Please tag the accounts if you have requests or suggestions. Go to the website, daisybooks.co, if you'd like to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You'll get all the updates you might have missed, as well as some new stuff. And please, share this on via social media if you enjoyed listening or reading. Help raise the tide of South Asian literature. Stay healthy, keep reading, and write well.